welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's January 31st, 2022, and this is episode 80. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. a couple of of new releases in theaters uh, starting this weekend on Friday, February 4th. First up is the film Jackass Forever. Uh, As you uh, know, Jackass was a popular television series, and uh, it's just about a bunch of dudes doing a lot of crazy stuff. Um, the synopsis says celebrating the joy of being back together with your best friends and a perfectly executed shot to the ding dong. The original jackass crew returned for another round of hilarious, wildly absurd and often dangerous displays of comedy with a little help from some exciting new cast members. Um, Johnny Knoxville and the team pushed the envelope even further on February 4th. So, uh, <laughs> again, this is one of those, I think has been delayed for quite a while. Uh, because of COVID, but uh, finally in theaters. So um, go see dudes just uh, being uh, stupid in <laughs> Jackass Forever. Uh, also up in on Friday, February 4th, is Moonfall. This is a science fiction disaster film. Uh, it stars Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson. Uh, in Moonfall, a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around Earth and sends it hurling on a collision course with life as we know it. With mere weeks before impact and the world on the brink of annihilation, NASA executive and former astronaut Joe Fowler, who's played by Halle Berry, is convinced that she has the key to saving us all. But only one astronaut from her past, Brian Harper, who's played by Patrick Wilson, uh, believes her. These unlikely heroes will mount an impossible last-ditch mission into space, leaving behind everyone they love only to find out that our moon is not what we think it is. So this is directed by Roland Emmerich, and uh, for me, that's just like a warning flag because I think that he's a terrible director and his movies really suck. Um, He, uh, as part of the team that brought us Independence Day in the 90s, and it's just continued. Um, Again, big splashy computer generated disaster movies that uh, I feel like are always overblown, uh, overly dramatic, overly stupid. I'm steering clear of this one, but if you go, um, let me know. And I, and uh, you know, and I, and wouldn't it be nice if it were good? <laughs> so anyway, uh, new in theaters this weekend, Jackass forever and moonfall. this weekend i there are a couple of films i want to talk about uh one i've actually seen twice it's it's nightmare alley which is uh a film directed by guillermo del toro this actually opened up last month and 
it opened up again last weekend with a black and white version. So the one I the one I first saw was in color, and now it's got this black and white version, which they're referring to it as uh, visions in darkness and light. So when you're looking at uh, at movie times for this. I think this is one of the few movies that that is playing or that has ever played simultaneously both in color and in black and white. And you want to look for the one that says uh, vision in darkness and light. That's the one in black and white. And I honestly, I can't necessarily recommend which one I'd, which one I'd see. Uh, uh, this film is based on a novel that was written in, uh, I believe, 1946. And then uh, a film version was done of it in 1947 that starred Tyrone Power. Uh, it's currently playing on uh, the Watch TCM as in Turner Classic Movies app if you want to check it out. That's where I watched it. I originally was on Turner Classic Movies. And then... Uh, these other two, these other two times I saw it in the theater. So this, this is film noir, uh, and then some uh, about it's 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 a it's a character study about a dude named Stan. Uh, no relation. <laughs> uh, Stan is uh, this is about his rise and fall. Uh, he uh, is a carny, so meaning he works at a carnival, and these carnivals are kind of a combination of the grotesque and the grift. You know, they, uh, they uh, try to find people or things that are really gross or out of the ordinary, as well as uh, duping people uh, into, you know, into believing certain things are, are happening. Uh, Stan, the character, decides he really wants to become a mentalist but what this is is it's it's you know it's grift it's it's uh it's faking people out that he can read their mind or can see something in their past or can see uh you know kind of beyond the grave sort of deal um anyway he's he's a very ambitious carney uh, this character stan um as i mentioned in this 1947 version um the character is played by Tyrone Power in this new remake, uh, it this character is played by uh, Bradley Cooper, and uh, this Bradley Cooper version's got a great cast in it. Uh, Kate Blanchett plays uh, uh, a psychiatrist who is um, she's kind of not only the femme fatale, she's just the fatale she's a bad she's a bad person but also in this cast is tony collette william defoe richard jenkins rooney mara ron perlman mary steenburgen david strathairn uh, anyway it's just a terrific cast and you know it's it's a uh, it's film noir so so uh you know kind of sh shady situations uh People with with a, an ambiguous moral code, and or just a you know just kind of a bad moral code, and uh, it it uh, it's really well crafted. Guillermo del Toro uh, 
just assembled a great team. He he and his uh, partner wrote the screenplay, and from what I understand, it's closer to the book than the Tyrone Power one from is from nineteen forty seven. But uh, you know, and sometimes film noir, frankly, can be a little bit ponderous, but it's beautiful to look at, and. Uh, I loved both the color and the black and white version. I mean, the color uh, version, Guillermo del Toro just used this used this amazing light and color, but then that really also influenced the black and white because looking at the black and white, I just felt I was looking at a classic film noir, you know, from like the 1940s or 50s. So uh, it's... Uh, you know, not necessarily the the best movie ever, uh, by any means, or the best film noir, but uh, it was solid if you like the genre. So, and and again, you know, you can choose. In, in many cases, it's not playing. I think in every market, but if it's playing in Salt Lake City, I think it's you know probably playing elsewhere, uh, both in 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 color and black and white versions. So, so uh, anyway. Uh, I gave Nightmare Alley four out of five stars, but then I like film noir. So, so again, uh, and it definitely earns its, its R rating. It was, there's some gore, there's some gore in it. It actually was easier to take in the black and white version, <laughs> not having to see all that blood in, uh, in color. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'll be in fake blood, but you know what I mean? Uh, just also next up, just a quick, quick review currently on netflix is uh, a movie called don't look up and you've probably heard about it it's it's uh, a satire it's directed by adam mckay and it's got an it's, it's also got an all-star all-star cast but it's about these two astronomers excuse me these two astronomers who uh Go on. They they have discovered that, that 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 there's an approaching comet that is going to destroy Earth as we know it, and they go on a media tour uh, to warn mankind about this. And it's a really interesting. I mean, it's 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 a biting satire. It's also you know ultimately a tragedy. Um, but it. In, in a lot of ways, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Frankly, it was some some of it was just a bit too close to home because we're we're living so much of it. People who uh, are denying uh, science or or really truth that's right in front of them, uh, but you know they choose they choose to deny it. Uh, and then you know crazy antics with 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 the media. Uh, so it stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence are the two two uh, scientists or the two astronomers that discover this this uh, this approaching comet. Uh, Meryl Streep plays the president of the United States, and uh, I you know she's frankly just doing like I think her best Donald Trump uh, uh, impersonation. Actually, I felt like her character was more like a combination of of Donald Trump and Kellyanne Conway. Uh, so, you know, the horrors, uh, Kate Blanchett, uh, and, um, Tyler Perry play the hosts of, of, uh, a TV news show. 
and uh, they they kind of represent I think all of the uh, all of the media, but also this stars uh, Ariana Grande, Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> Jonah Hill, Mark Rylance. I feel like Mark Rylance's character is kind of like a combination of Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Anyway, the the list goes on and on. Uh, you know, if you've got Netflix and and uh, you like satire, this this uh, this is I think an, an interesting and and a thought provoking watch. Of course, it gets its title by there's there's a movement by saying don't look up because you don't want to look up and see this asteroid in, just in case it actually is there, but just don't even bother looking up. Uh, so. Uh, I guess lots of lots of mirroring of what's happening in our present day society, which which frankly I find depressing. But uh, again, a pretty well a pretty well crafted satire if you like the uh, genre. watching project for the year of 2022 i've decided to do a bit of a deep dive into the 20th century fox studio so uh the reason i'm doing it is because uh you know i'm a big disney fan and the walt disney company now owns the 20th century fox uh, film catalog and and their film business they uh you know Disney did not buy the Fox television network uh, or, of course, the Fox News cable channel or or those TV properties that are branded as Fox. But they did buy the 20th Century Fox uh, movie and, and television production business. And uh, so I thought this would be an interesting thing to really because 20th Century Fox has got a really great history and, and also a really fantastic library. The films, so uh, the their the studio started in 1935, and it was actually a merger between uh, 20th Century Productions, which was being run by a film producer named Daryl F. Zanuck. I remember that name. We'll be talking about him more in a minute, uh, and then. Uh, Fox Studios, which was run by uh, this guy named um, William Fox. Uh, anyway, so they merged and became 20th Century Fox in 1935. And the head of production of this combined company was Daryl F. Zanuck. And uh, Daryl F. Zanuck uh, is, I think, often referred to as one of the... Um, you know, kind of great Hollywood uh, moguls of of the era, and he was responsible for for the creation of a lot of really great films, and of course some not so great. Uh, from I've read, I'm, I'm in the process of reading a few books about the studio also this year. I just finished one that was co-published uh, by Turner Classic Movies, and. Uh, the author was Scott Iman, and it 
talked about you know the history of 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 twentieth century Fox, a lot of information about uh, William Fox, and and uh, and so some of you know some of that was interesting. But really, what was what's what's interesting to me is this: the film studio merged from nineteen thirty five and beyond. So uh, I have compiled a list. This was actually one of the more challenging <laughs> lists to compile because there's Fox has been such a prolific movie studio. They have made so many movies. Uh, I've got a I, I I've got a list now. I think it's it's up at about 290 of just Fox, you know, films films made between 1935 and 2019. When and Disney Disney took over Fox in 2019, so uh, I'm not watching all the, you know all those movies. So I've I've laid, I've narrowed it down to um, about a hundred, and this list will fluctuate a little bit, and I might add some things here and there, or just watch some additional things here and there. But I'm tracking this on the Letterboxed app. There is a link to this on the podcast notes on my blog, in case you want to follow along, and I'll be. I'll be podcasting about this and blogging about it too. The uh, a couple of things that I've noticed in these first films, and I've also been trying to do it somewhat in chronological order, although I think that's just kind of going to depend on the year or on what things happen throughout the year. You know, sometimes Turner Classic Movies is going to be playing some movies that won't be um, in my in, you know in my chronological order, and I, some of these I might just be able to. I'm just going to catch them as I as as uh, there they present themselves and as I'm available. So uh, the the some of the some of the things that that have been interesting to me so far have been uh, the, one of the biggest stars in the early days of 20th Century Fox was Shirley Temple. If you, you know, if you can believe that, Shirley Temple made a truckload of movies. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Shirley Temple made 29 films uh, for the studio before she turned to age 10, and so just just a prolific little star. Uh, I've watched a couple of films of hers. I watched Heidi and a film called Captain January. The entire Shirley Temple catalog is available. It looks like most of the films, at least, are available on. Uh, Apple iTunes. You can. I, I just rented them, but you can download them, and uh, there's probably also all sorts of DVD sets or Blu-ray sets or whatever. Um, I can't say I'm that huge of a fan, although I admire. Uh, you know, I clearly it appears just from these films that I've watched. There's a formula uh, where, you know, she's she's in a happy situation and some some evil adult. Uh, comes in to try to mess things up and take her away from her place or somewhere somewhere else, with with a in another family or in another situation that she doesn't want to be in, uh, and then there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of drama and then uh, you know there's a happy ending, and and uh, if there was if there was a misunderstanding between well intended adults, then that gets resolved too, and that the bad adults you know get their just desserts. Uh, <laughs> in the end, uh, she was she's uh, she's adorable though, and you can understand why. And, and I think she brought a lot of happiness and optimism 
particularly during the Great Depression that was going on in the U.S. at the time. So uh, anyway, Shirley Temple films. And then there's just, there's this, you know, given that this was the, this was really in the height of the Hollywood studio system where these studios had signed uh, movie stars that they would, you know, use. They had, they had their own, they, they, they worked for the studio and, and, and did what the studio asked them to do. So uh, there's a trio of, of people that, that, are, that were in multiple films that I watched. Uh, Alice Faye is one of them. And she was one of the, again, one of the big uh, stars of the time period. She uh, was what, what they refer to as, as one of the Fox blondes. Uh, Fox turned to, you know, had a tendency to be using these women that are, you know, with blonde hair. Uh, as as their stars, uh, Alice Faye was both a dramatic actress, but also could play in comedies, and she was a singer. I don't think she was necessarily like the best singer. That's just you know that's just my taste. But but she 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 sings in a lot of these movies, and and uh, anyway, it's interesting to see see her in these. Then uh, there's Tyrone Power. Who I already mentioned, who plays in, uh, who played in Nightmare Alley, which, which was which was a 20th Century Fox film, uh, by the way, but uh, and Don Amici, so it's like Tyrone Power and Don Amici. It, it, if the film didn't star both of them, it was star it starred one or the other, and they played either the romantic lead or kind of the part of the a love triangle or something, but uh, they're they're in a lot of both dramatic and and. Uh, Kind of musical uh, comedy films, and uh, I think of note was a film called In Old Chicago, which was a which was a drama film and really a big production. This is about this takes place uh, in the uh, Chicago fire that 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 happened, and of course this is a fictional story that they that, that they've created. But this movie's got. A lot of drama and a lot of special effects, and and uh, and this of course stars Alice Faye, Tyrone Power, and Don Amici. Um, Don Amici also uh, was I, there. There, there, there was a star, and I think she was a major star. Uh, I've only watched a couple of films of hers too, but her, this actress named Sonia Henney, um, shockingly, she's a blonde. Uh, she actually is from Norway. And she was a figure skater. And in fact, she was an Olympic figure skater. She won, she was on the Norwegian Olympic team and won three gold medals over, th- over three consecutive Olympics. And after her Olympic career uh, was winding down, she, she came to Hollywood and became a movie star. And she's cute. You know, she's got these big dimples and could play in, in uh, these romantic comedies. And then, of course, the, they always have big skating ice skating sequences in them. Uh, uh, I watched a couple. One is called One in a Million, and another one is called Happy Landing. And again, they were they were just uh, okay. But um, in in Happy Landing, Don Amici plays plays the uh, uh, ro- the romantic lead. Uh, then just a couple of other things uh, in this first in this first round of films uh, to start off with from 20th Century Fox. 
1939, uh, Daryl F. they made two Sherlock Holmes films, you know, so based on, based on the books, um, the first one was The Hound of the Baskervilles, and uh, Basil Rathbone plays Sherlock Holmes, and you probably know that that Basil Rathbone made quite a few Sherlock Holmes films. Only two of them were at 20th Century Fox. They got the rights got sold to Universal Pictures, and they, you know, they made they made a bunch too. But this first one, I just thought was terrific, and uh, also I, I had I rented it on, on on iTunes, but just thought it was a really solid mystery, you know, murder mystery, and also. Just thought Basil Rathbone was so great in this role. So I, I enjoyed watching that. And then uh, we get into some uh, more dramatic films that have often, you know, Fox would make films that had some kind of historical context in them. They're... Uh, film about Jesse James, which was titled Jesse James, <laughs> uh, starred Tyrone Power in the title role. Uh, Henry Fonda played Jesse James' brother, uh, Frank. Uh, it's a bit of a romanticized retelling uh, about this outlaw, but still, I thought it was a, I thought it was a solid film. Um, speaking of Henry Fonda, uh, he starred in a great movie from the early days from, of 20th Century Fox called Drums Along the Mohawk which uh, starred Claudette Colbert as well. Uh, they play uh, newlyweds who who are uh, living during the American Revolutionary War. And uh, I thought it was I thought it was a, a, a compelling film. Uh, filmed in glorious Technicolor and directed by John Ford. So anyway, I, I, this is this has been a fun discovery, probably the, one of the most famous films, I think, of this time period and well-regarded films is uh, John Ford's uh, and John and directed by John Ford is The Grapes of Wrath, which is a film adaptation of the John Steinbeck novel about uh, uh, beleaguered farm workers during the Great Depression. Uh, it's such a good movie, and uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, watching it and, and and can appreciate the great work uh, put to, by all the team, all the actors and all the team from 20th Century Fox into this uh, into this uh, excellent uh, excellent film adaptation of that important of that important novel. So uh, anyway, I'm ha- I'm having fun with this. Uh, I'll be up. To, I'll be giving you updates. Uh, please follow me on Instagram as well. I'm at. My handle is at movies pap, as in past and present, uh, where I'm where I'm putting uh, a lot of content about this 20th Century Fox uh, project, and again, I'll be doing that all year. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present Podcast. Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. 
And follow me on Instagram, as I've already mentioned. Handle is at MoviesPAP, as in past and present. As always, I hope you will enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be safe out there and dedicate yourself to the truth. Thank you.